What truly matters is teachers' expertise. The most important tip for new teachers is to set out your boundaries. 44% of jobs will be automated. It reinforces cycles of disadvantage. Hello listeners and lovers of learning and welcome to episode 40 of the Education Research Reading Room, the podcast that brings you into the discussion with inspiring educators and education researchers. I'm Ollie Lovell and it's a pleasure to be your host in the ERRR. We'll start today by acknowledging the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation on whose lands this podcast is recorded and pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, as well as to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening today. Today we're releasing a mammoth episode. In fact, it's essentially seven episodes in one as it comprises seven interviews that I conducted between 9am and 9pm yesterday to try to get a sense of what's going on right now, right around the world, as teachers and school leaders try to make the shift to online teaching. I tried to get a good sample both geographically and in terms of experience with online education and was incredibly grateful for the eight educators who gave up their time on a Saturday to help bring this episode to you. Whilst being pretty exhausted by the end of the day, it was an absolutely invaluable experience to be able to conduct these interviews, and it gave me a fantastic insight into the diversity of approaches that are being taken, and the diversity of approaches to online teaching that can work. It's these insights that I'm excited to have the opportunity to share with you today. In this introduction podcast, I'll give you a quick overview of what's contained in each of these discussions. Let's call them the seven chapters of this episode. As such, this overview can help you decide which of the chapters of the episode you'd like to dip in and out of, and which you'll most likely get value from, given where you and your school are at in the online teaching journey. That being said, I would highly recommend listening to all seven chapters, because a lot of the value that I garnered from these discussions yesterday came from the ability to compare and to contrast what's working and what isn't working in various classrooms across the world, as well as hearing about how different educators and different schools are solving the similar or same problems. Now to the chapter overviews. The first interview of the day was with Courtney Ostaff. Courtney, currently based in West Virginia in the United States, has been teaching online for two decades, most recently for the Well-Trained Mind Academy. Courtney spoke about mathematics teaching, but also had some fantastic advice about catering to students with diverse needs. Some other things that I took away from my discussion with Courtney was a great approach she has come up with to support students to collaborate online, including a well-refined process to scaffold students to do this effectively. If you're a maths teacher interested in scaffolding collaboration or catering to the diverse needs of a range of students, this is a great chapter to listen to. Chapter 2 is with Kerry Russell, principal of the Alice Springs School of the Air in Central Australia. Kerry has been working in distance education for many years and has a whole wealth of experience regarding what it takes to deliver successful online learning, with particular experience working in the primary years. One of the most powerful takeaways from this chapter was the conscious way that teachers from School of the Air build relationships with students and the lengths that they're willing to go to in order to do so. In Chapter 3, I spoke with Stephen Kolber, an educator based here in Melbourne, Australia, who's an expert in creating instructional videos and flipped learning experiences for students. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Stephen about why teachers might choose to use video over live lessons online, how to do it, and some effective ways to make asynchronous learning available to students. Now, Chapter 4 was an incredible discussion with Sally Richmond and Yua Nguyen from Beijing City International School, focusing on elementary schooling via distance. 
As the principal and deputy principal of BCIS, Sally and Yuar were able to give a fantastic overview of what it takes to move a whole school to online learning and how it has played out over the last eight weeks that they've been in lockdown in Beijing. Sally talks about the process of planning and developing a whole school approach to online learning within a very short time period, and they both talk of some of the challenges and pitfalls faced. This is an incredibly valuable chapter for anyone to listen to, as it's packed with wisdom and advice about making the shift to online learning within a short time frame. I was immensely impressed by the clever structures that Beijing City International School has put together in order to support their young students to feel connected, engaged, and even to stay fit. Sally and Yua have also put together a guide to online learning, which is incredibly helpful and which you can find in the show notes to Chapter 4. Chapters 5 and 6 are my discussions with two teachers who have been living the online teaching experience for three weeks now, but in two very different countries. Bianca Li Rossi shares her experiences teaching English as an additional language in South Korea, and Ellen Hating shares what it's been like teaching psychology and the humanities in Finland during the coronavirus shutdown. If you want some on-the-ground reflections from teachers in the thick of it, these two chapters are well worth a listen. And both Bianca and Ellen offer invaluable and practical advice about how to make it through the first few weeks of online teaching. From the practical, like making a standing desk for your own health, even if you need to do it out of cardboard boxes, to a whole range of online tech that you're bound to find useful. Both also helped to compile a list of useful links and resources for you to check out, so ensure you have a dig into those well-curated lists also. The final interview of the day was with teacher librarian and edtech coordinator Nadine Bailey. Nadine works at the Western Academy Beijing, who, like Sally and Yuar's Beijing City International School, is currently entering its ninth week of online teaching. Nadine offered a fresh perspective, that of the teacher librarian and edtech expert, and was able to provide additional details and guidance regarding effective use of Microsoft Office, as well as closing off the seven-part episode with a really helpful way to conceive of edtech more generally, that is, from a need based perspective. Feel free to dip in and out of these chapters as you see fit, but I do strongly recommend that you take the time to listen to each and every one of them. Perhaps you want to binge listen to them, or maybe you want to listen to them one per day during a walk over the next week or so. Regardless, I hope that you find this collection of interviews helpful. If you do find it helpful, and if you appreciate the time and effort put into bringing thoughtful and relevant content to you via the ERRR podcast each month, I'd really appreciate it if you'd make the leap and become a Patreon supporter. Supporting the podcast through Patreon for as little as $1 per month, or the average donation of $5 per month, really means a lot. It shows that people are getting value from the podcast, and it helps me to cover the costs of web hosting, audio production, technology, books, and starts to go some way to covering the countless hours that I put into bringing the ERRR podcast to your ears. If you've been thinking about supporting the ERRR podcast for a while, but haven't managed to take the plunges yet, I invite you to pause before jumping into chapter one. Go to patreon.com forward slash ERRR and sign on to support the show. That's patreon.com forward slash ERRR. And finally, if there are any people who are smashing it in the online learning space whom you'd like me to interview, or any particular topics within online learning that you'd like me to explore, please drop me a line via Twitter or via email, which you can find on my website. And I'll see what I can do to tee up an interview for the show. And thanks to those such as Stephen Colbert and many others on Twitter who helped me to track down and organize interviews with today's guests on a very short timeline of just two days. I'm immensely grateful for your support. Now, without further ado, I'll leave you to jump into the seven chapters of the ERRR podcast, episode 40. I hope you enjoy this episode. All the best over the coming weeks and months. And until next time, keep learning.